hello, hello, and welcome to this week's episode of the Imaginary Movie Podcast, a podcast uh, where we bravely uh, watch a movie so that you don't have to, and then we talk about it. Um, hi, I'm um, Ben Affleck's tangerine goatee, and I'm joined by my two squires. <laughs> well done, well done. <laughs> oh, I love it. Um, hey, 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 I come bearing a, pro- a proclamation from our noble king who has bestowed upon us three gracious commands to follow. Number one, haircuts not involving short at the sides and long at the back are henceforth banned by rule decree. Mull it over. Two, due to constant... I don't know if that was on purpose or a happy accident. Yes, like, it was man, mull that I'm, one over. I'm a comedic genius. Number two, due to constant fog, we are to take as only a sign of God's displeasure. All subjects are to double their tithe to the church going forward. And finally, all men henceforth shall be required to speak only in a stilted and terse manner, reversing the order of sentences unnecessarily. Anyone who disobeys ED shall suffer a pain worse than death and be forced to watch 2021's Funeral Dirge that is The Last Duel, directed by Ridley Scott. <laughs> Look, before, before I get to my bit, I'm just going to say, all, all those three were brilliant. Just pick one. Pick one, man. <laughs> <laughs> Not to editorialise that. That was a podcast but, um, in itself. Thank you. What that's I mean, is really, really delayed our intro. Is you doing that and delayed our intro? Not Ross stopping the intro to discuss how it delayed the intro, it, but it, you it delaying the intro. It sounds funny intro podcast. It's really, it's really good. It's really, it's, a, it's really effective podcasting when we analyse the podcasting both you. Ross, while we're go. podcasting. And I'm Ross. The penalty for bearing false witness is that you are to be burned alive. It's fucking preferable to this movie, I'll tell you that. (laughs) (laughs) So, this week, uh, in case you missed all of that, uh, we watched the 2021, uh, what did you say, Sam? Funeral Dirge, which is fair. Uh, Movie, historical drama movie, I believe, Mm. is the technical genre. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. This movie, Uh, movie, uh, The Last Duel, which uh, (laughs) there's not much dueling in. I mean, what, there's what, there's one duel. Well, I mean, to, to be fair, it only references one duel, which we got. It didn't yeah. say collection of duels. It said the last duel. Yeah, it's at the yeah. last of the movie. Yeah. Done. Yeah, this is a this film. is Gladiator without any of the things that make that movie good, isn't it? Yeah, and lots of things added that make it worse as well. Let's uh, let's not forget all the things added that make it worse. This is a film. Well, first off, like content warning. This film's full of rape, and that's really, really fun. That's just mm. great. So, What's the central premise of the movie? Um, if you're if you're bugged is... about that, then just yeah, a content warning, by the way, folks. Yeah, trigger yeah. warning. Yeah, because we're going to touch yeah. on it because it, like I said, it's the central thing. Of it's this hard movie. to avoid it. But but mm. you know, mostly, mostly, it's nothing to do with that. Mostly, it's this these fucking men walking around being pissed off at each other because oh, it's so hard being a fucking rich white guy in the past. No, it's these men walking around being pissed off at each other, Sam, because the script says so. <sighs> like oh. I know we we talk about this all the time. I've never been less convinced that any of these characters feel anything. And that's not because the, the casting is bad. I think these are all good actors. I wouldn't even say it's a direction. They're just not written to like... There's no scenes where there's any antagonism. Yeah. yeah. I I feel, and it's a bit early to be doing this, but I feel I, I need to come clean with you guys and I've got a, I've got a confession. <laughs> How much of this movie did you not watch? Oh, no, no, no. I watched the whole thing. And 
what I will say, I'll preface this by saying, I think it, you know, pays adage to the saying, you know, keep your expectations low and you'll never be disappointed. Because <laughs> I actually ended up, like, interested in this. And I was like, oh, this isn't, wow, Dave actually didn't do that bad on this one. Like, I, I would watch this over High Rise, for example. And really? I, like, I cannot believe, I can't, genuinely can't, because the thing is, like, this was your suggestion, Dave, and no recriminations here, but when you were watching it, Dave, you're like, Jesus Christ, this movie's dull. I'm like, oh my <laughs> I God. I was. <laughs> and I'm like, oh my God. I was like, I am well, not I looking forward to this. I suggest you watch this. this is good, <clears throat> that's a good point, Ross. Uh, I, there were bits about this movie I liked, which we will get into, mm. and I know Sam yeah. didn't like any of it, so that's fine. We'll also get into that. <laughs> um, but the reason we did this is because we are pursuing the goal of exploring some of the... Um, some of the big box office flops, the box office bombs of of history. Mm. We did John Carter recently, uh, which is a you missed that Ross, but I mean, good box on you for missing bombs that. that. Yeah, thanks. Box office bombs that reviewed well somehow. I, I don't even think no, that was the bomb, no. But this was the idea when this was. I was looking into movies that had lost because John Carter wasn't reviewed well at all. No. Like that was not. Is this why you've been finding it so difficult to find? <laughs> this them? is like... why. I've been Do you think we wanted you to watch? Like, wanted you to pick a good movie? Fucking! I was like, this. Such this is a... the Sphinx. I cannot fucking. Idiot. This is interesting. Wow. Well, this, this, the, the, this was struggling. Right. Yeah. So, so this is on in bomb paper, and my wife, my wonderful wife, suggested this, and I was like, "Wow, that's a great idea for a fantastic. We could do an entire podcast like that." But the problem is, we'll do your own the, podcast, Nicola. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I can you watch all these shit films? Because when I when I described this movie to her, she was like, "Nah, I'm not watching that." I was like, "Fuck it." Oh, exactly. No, you're not keen. Look what you have unleashed. Well, the reason I the reason I picked this movie because I hadn't seen it again. I think we've all said. If I'd seen this movie before, for some reason, and I wouldn't have sat through it, I wouldn't have sat through this movie because it's mm. so tedious. Not even because it's like got the whole rape th- scene in it, which is very yeah. uncomfortable. We'll yeah, that. But like, because it's boring. It's so dull. Like the first hour of this movie, I was like t- having to actively stop myself looking at my phone. Um, but mm. because I picked, I picked it because it's a Ridley Scott movie. Ridley Scott is an auteur director, and we'll get into that fucking shit show of a terminology as well uh he's a director who's done lots of good movies he's he's done good historical action drama movies um like and this was a movie about knights and the fighting and i was like oh that sounds like it's interesting it's medieval france probably high production this values cost 100 million to make yeah uh and it and it made it lost it made like 30 million at the box office or something daft like that this was well i think this is a technical loss of like this is a technical box office bomb because it was released you know between 2020 Locked and down. 2022 yeah. I, I think actually, actually on on that list though on that list of box office bombs on wikipedia there's loads of examples of stuff in the early 2020s which and i'm like no that shouldn't be there that's it's a bomb because it costs loads to make and then they released it on a free or near free streaming service that was six mm. quid for a month like we can't judge this but <laughs> i think this film if it had been released in cinemas like it was intended, and you know <laughs> when people still went to cinemas, I'd still believe in my heart this would be a, this would have been a bomb. A thirty, um, it was bombs. the This was released in cinemas, and they were open. This was after the this was after the the, the bulk of the pandemic. It was after this was after the main yeah. pandemic twelve months, but viewership yeah. had gone apparently, down. Apparently, the reason that this movie like absolutely fucking just no one watched it, apart from the fact that. Like 
I don't know about you guys, but if I'm going to the cinema, it's to have a good time. And yeah. nobody's going to watch this and having a good time. Um, so I think partly it's that. But also it's to do with, um, I can't remember what the production company that made this was. Basically, while, while this was being filmed, I think Disney acquired, um, is it 20th, 20th Century Fox? Fox, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, they acquired 20th Century Fox while this was in production. Uh, and basically, this is one of those things where They'd all, had, they were already finished finish releasing this, yep. but it wasn't something they were behind at all because they'd acquired Fox. So they had to finish it and release it because they had a contract. Yeah, but obligated. they obviously looked yeah. at it and said, we're Disney. We really don't, honestly, this yeah. like period drama about a rape <clears throat> trial, what it is, and a fight at the end of it that's boring as sin. And like in 2021, like a real... This movie hates women as well. We should get into it. In yeah, a yeah. Well, we'll like, hop, hop this on, movie hold on. is not. This is not there. You know, Disney quite rightly said so this is probably not like. Yeah, this is not going to do well in today's environment. You know, yeah. because also it's made by an eighty-four fucking year old man who's probably still thinks it's nineteen seventy-four. You know. Oh, absolutely. But let's get back to my self-flagellation for saying that I found this somewhat like I, I enjoyed watching this because I I am embarrassed. Because that whilst I was watching this before, you shouldn't Sam... be embarrassed, Ross. Shouldn't be embarrassed. No, no. <laughs> this is a really well well made movie. I'll give them that. Like mm. the product, it's beautiful to look at. <clears throat> Turn the sound yeah, off. It's probably all right. <laughs> <laughs> Turn the sound off. That's forward eighty five percent of it. It's great. Now I will say, like when I started this movie, I thought, oh, I'll catch up on a bit of my book as well. I'll just listen. But I found myself like I'd read a paragraph and then like, oh, oh shit, we're in a battle. I should probably pay attention. And then there'd be a bit of talking and go back. Is this no, it's all your movies? No, no, it's another battle. What? What has happened? This explains a lot <laughs> I about better your pay attention like, to this in movies, Ross. If you're trying to read a fucking book while watching the movie, well, it's not even like looking at the trivia on your phone you or reading us, up on the cast you accuse us or of testing being... us. You're sat fucking reading War and Peace while you're watching a movie. <laughs> you accuse us of being fucking like work shy socialists yeah, because I'm, we're absolutely. texting while. Watch it and fucking dig it into the next Dan Brown. What like, what's Look, this, is another, this is another thing we can attack you on. What are you reading? Oh, I'll tell you later. Um, tell me now. No, no I'll, tell, I'll absolutely tell you later. Oh tell me Ross. now. What are you embarrassed about, Ross? Now you're embarrassed about worse. enjoying this movie. Now you're embarrassed about what just make, you're reading. Just make something up, Ross. It's fine. Uh, the Art of War by Sun Tzu. <laughs> Dave. Really long, really long read, is it? <laughs> Can't can put it down. Right, but look, right, but your point about being embarrassed about this film. Now, as always, as is always why the case. But, but, but let me tell you why I'm embarrassed because okay, I'll tell you why on, I like it. I'll tell you why I like it. My dear. And it's because, because once I saw, you know, once you go through Matt Damon's story and then you get to. Have we even done a plot synopsis yet, by the way? Let's get to a plot synopsis in a second. Ah, fuck but, it. Um, Google it. But, <laughs> free Listener, form. But once you go through Matt thing, and then it's like, okay, now it's the truth according to Legree. And I was like, mm-hmm. oh, okay, mm-hmm. from his perspective. <laughs> Sam pinching his nose. Oh, my Keep God. going. You're such a condescending. You must I'm, not, I'm not condescending you. I'm condescending you. Keep going. Pass no, but, but, but I, do, I do like that sort of thing. I, I like 
like I'm not saying it does it particularly well, but I do like stories where objective truth isn't objective, and I enjoy that kind mm. of uh, mm. setting. So when it does it with Legree and it does it with Marguerite, I like that sort of sort of stuff. Plus, it meant once I've watched Matt Damon, okay, I know what the movie is now. And now we're just going to see it from these people's perspective. So it felt like instead of watching a two and a half hour film, Dave, it felt like I was watching, you know, 120, 140, maybe 100, let's say 150. I was watching a 50 minute episode three times. Mm-hmm. You know? so, yeah. so it was able to break it down a little bit for me. Okay, yeah. Yeah. And actually, that like I... Rashomon uh, story structure is interesting. And you think, mm, okay, I enjoy it. Yeah. Okay. Right. Right. I didn't I'm with, dislike I'm with you that. Like, I didn't no, dislike no, that at all. However, I think they fucked the order up. Like, I want to say this right off the bat. The boner that Ridley Scott has for Matt Damon. Um, Poor choice of words, but okay. <laughs> no, no, I, I mean that. That is what I mean. <laughs> That's intentional. <laughs> right? Visceral. This fucking maniac wanted this to be a Matt Damon and Ben Affleck movie. In the year 2021... Mm. Yeah. Right, not nineteen ninety nine. Hold on, not nineteen ninety nine. In twenty twenty one, they wrote it. They wrote so Damon wrote. I can't. I assume the character. They wrote um, the first two takes. So Matt Damon's character and Adam Driver's oh. character. They wrote those bits, and then they had. Um, I mean, you know, like rightly, let's let's maybe not uh, let's maybe not get chastised uh, too hard. Yeah, they had Nicole Holofencer in who wrote um, the point of view from uh, the, the lady whose name I can't remember. Yeah, mm-hmm. Jodie Comer's, yeah, the actor. Yeah. So this is their movie, really. Like, and Ridley Scott's here doing his very impressive spectacle and it looks great and his interesting shots and all that stuff. And if you could only keep your eyes open, you'd be able to see them. But really, this is a fucking, you know, <laughs> Matt Fleck... Uh, vehicle <laughs> exactly. Whereas it should be. <laughs> whereas it should be. It's not that funny, Rob. I know it it's because in the ba- in Batman, we, it, was, it was Pat Fleck. <laughs> Sorry, go on. The problem is, is that this mo- this movie should be a Jodie Comer vehicle. Like the first story we get should be from her POV, and <clears throat> that should be the main story. That should be our protagonist that should be the person that we're rooting for and you can have matt damon be this because he's a one-dimensional character who has no personality you can have that when he's just the husband and like you can have adam driver be a bit more of like a you know villainous scumbag because it's from her point of view but hers is the last story to be told isn't it and so it feels like they 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 spend over an hour they spend an hour and 40 minutes, uh, 20 minutes on Matt Damon and Driver's point of view. And then they all, and then they, um, uh, they, 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 they grace us. Like maybe 40 minutes of. They they catch us up on actually the, 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 you know, the experiences of, of, of the men. Now you can say blah, blah, blah. They still spend 20 minutes fucking around. Like she goes to visit the horse. She's getting the rent. And I'm like, what are we doing? (laughs) How is this related? She's getting so, the rent. Why do I need to know that she's a good custodian? Why is that part of this movie? It's... When you message metaphor. <laughs> oh, I was on a, I was on when a the, call. When the black horse comes I in off my camera. <laughs> and the white and tries to the Stanley. 
fucking hell. Yeah. Like, we need to, I need to, I need to focus my thoughts. I need to focus. So, let, so, but, but, no, but hang on. No, I want to go on. back to Dave's point because Dave, yeah. you were saying about the order and, and how you think they fucked up. And whilst I don't disagree with your logic, I do disagree that the order is incorrect. Uh, and, and the reason I think that is because when you have like, you know, Matt Damon first and, you know, he's portrayed as the, the, you know, the standard hero guy, you know, doting on his wife, you know, stands up for what is right, blah, 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 blah. And then once you have Marguerite, it's so easy to have that turn. And I think, you know, because you, you see, he's not the doting husband. He's an arrogant cunt who doesn't, you know, pay attention to her whatsoever. He's, he's, he's after vanity, you know, and, and, and pride. But that turn, there's a better payoff having it with Matt Damon first and then Marguerite. Because if you just paint him as a cunt, anything he does after that, you're like, oh, well, no, he's a cunt. But you want that turn to go, oh, actually, this guy is a prick too. I see. I completely agree when the movie is about um, Matt Damon, really. Like, if the movie, if the central court, uh, sorry, what I'm trying to say is as the movie's shot as it is now, you're completely right. It makes sense because it's then about. Oh, actually, Matt Damon's, you know, perspective. And he, mm. but the problem is, is that you need to fucking start again. You need to start again and just get, just have these, just have a, have a normal sequential thing. Cut fucking 40 minutes off this goddamn yeah. movie. Yeah. Christ. And then what you can do is you can really, like, get into um, Coma's character's story <laughs> and be able to explore the, 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 the very obvious and um, well-intentioned, I think, attempt at trying to p- draw parallels between how it was in the 14th century for women to stand mm. up and say this has happened to me and the, uh, i mean you know and, and then to have uh, the comparison to now where it's almost it's almost literally the same things that that come out of people's mouths that you know trying to say yeah. well you fancied him didn't you so where are we going mm. this movie they say um you know it's the and again, like to the movie, this movie's credit. I do, I do think that yeah. somebody's obviously thinking about that when mm-hmm. uh, he says, "Oh, did you smile at him?" And it's like, or the they're they're doing the trial, and they're like, yeah. well, "Did you smile at him?" Yeah, you said he was basically. You said they're like, you said he was handsome. So obviously, you and this is they, the implication is that she was asking for it. And I do think you're right, Sam. I think stuff like that is very clever. But then this movie really isn't interested in saying that any of that is wrong. That, that it's really not interested in saying women should be treated better because the upshot of this is that we have this big <clears throat> fight and she doesn't get burned at the stake. Thank God. Mm. Um, but no mm-hmm. one really learns a lesson. Like we get no. the post credit saying, well, Matt Damon went off and died in the crusade but... and she <clears throat> lived another 30 years, but we don't have any of that information because she was a woman. Again, see, I don't think that's necessarily, a, you know, a bad thing because, but you know, you know, for the period time it's based in, you know, not not everything is sunshine and rainbows. It, it's not Prince Charming. You know, you don't get happy endings. And the best she could have hoped for is her husband goes off and dies. So she's not that Hundred percent, hundred percent. Like, there's not. Sorry, go. On. No, no. I, I was just gonna go back to one of your points as well, Sam, about saying like, you know, you, you could edit this much better. You know, like make it more sequential, and you know, you could reduce the runtime. I actually think that some of the nuances about, like, you know, maybe not 100% sequential, but, like, definitely, yeah, there's a middle part to, to a middle road, middle ground, even, is the term, to reach. Because what I love, and maybe you could say it's subtle, or maybe you could say they don't do a good enough job of pointing things out. But what I really, really liked about, like, watching the different things, watching the different sort of perspectives, rather, is seeing the difference in those people's perspectives. So, 
like a great example for me was that scene where you know Legree and Gusto, Gusto, whatever. The, the actor's name's Ross. <laughs> Jeff Boyard, isn't, isn't that the bad guy from uh, <laughs> uh, Beauty and the Beast? Another problem. Ratatouille. <laughs> Gaston, this piece of shit. Yeah, doesn't he tell? Um, doesn't he tell? Um, tell her that she should. The women shouldn't read. Is that the right movie? Yes. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, anyway, um, <laughs> just like this movie. <laughs> that scene where you know they sort of. It seems like they've made amends, and Matt Damon invites uh, Marguerite to basically you know kiss the fella, and like from Matt Damon's perspective, it's a peck between the two of them, no problem. From Adam Driver's perspective. There's a you know a smooch and she sort of locked eyes with them, but from uh, Marguerite's mm. perspective, it's he's gone for the smooch and she's basically like looking away, to, you know, not trying to engage with this guy at all. Yeah. Now that's one of the more subtle example, uh, sorry, more more obvious examples, but that's what I really loved about it and it's those well, the movie those says differences again, in it? perception. Like, uh... Yeah. Someone says to Matt Damon, they basically are like, listen, this isn't about rape. This is somebody damaged your property. Is I think mm-hmm. almost literally yeah. the line. And you're like, because that was the reality. Like, literally how it was for millennia. Until the yeah. 70s. Like, like we're not. It, Women in on... Switzerland couldn't vote until the 70s. Yeah, literally, yeah. Literally. Let's stay on the spot structure. And because and, I, I think I think it is I think it is it. Like I really appreciate the attempt. I appreciate the attempt of trying to do what they were trying to do, of trying to yeah, like yeah, show the fair. different perspectives. And I think generally, like uh, we can talk about this, the the you know the rape scene later on, <sighs> Jesus. But the, it's all presented in the same manner. Like it's very clear what happened. It's it was not you know Adam, even from Adam Driver's perspectives, it was not it was not consensual. And that's and so the movie isn't almost like. It isn't using the truth from different perspectives to to change the facts, but what it's doing is it's adding a little bit of subtlety and spinning it. Now, I I think that's fine, right? But but you have to make the things in between the subtle moments of sliding interesting. doors interesting. I need I need to be able to stay awake so I can notice that 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 the way the way that 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 she's um. Talking to Adam Driver in, in, you know, just before the scene is slightly different each time. And we get, you know, again, let's talk about it afterwards. But I just think there's, I just think like, fine, if you want to do interesting stuff in your movie, but you have to give me a reason to give a shit. And when it comes to the characterization, especially Matt Damon's character, who is so miscast, so miscast. Did anyone Love ever that. think he was a this French? Accent, this accent he's doing. The hair. This mullet. The mullet. This fake beard, because he, he couldn't grow a beard. It was all Can't English accents, right? Well, Matt Damon's yeah. not doing an English accent. <laughs> I just think, I just think it's like, why are we? I don't know what I think. I just think there's one of there's a there's a point in this where you think there is there is a good movie in here somewhere, but the problem is it's almost it's almost just too wrapped up in its own sensibilities that. Well, it's it's too interested in the in the in the you know the the feel of it. And like you said, some about the the backwards talking and the the and thou and the, and this is like a kind of a historical trope that exists in loads of like historical movies that like, you know, when you look at it's always sunny in Philadelphia where they they have the back in time episode and they're pretending to be British and they're doing the silly things and it's like, yeah, there's a reason that exists is because you've got all these court transcripts and all lived and Shakespeare, fucking Shakespeare, um, and all of this stuff which leads you to believe that people t- spoke in a certain way. 
and they did at court on the official fucking record. But like this movie would posit that that's how a husband and wife would talk to each other. Oh, my dearest wife, uh, could you pass the ketchup? <laughs> could you please? I, if it, is, they have if, gone cold, terribly cold. If it, and if it like, does not inconvenience you, you know, uh, Tother, I will. Wife, light of my life. Express just, my desire. You, you, you guys know what I'm going to say, right? Like, well, yeah, go on. That's exactly how you sent to me. Exactly. <laughs> Exactly like you said. Ross's fucking inherent racism. I mean, justified, justified, <laughs> but inherent racism aside, um, <laughs> warranted, warranted. Um, but put that on one side for now. Um, like, but it, this movie kind of isn't interested in like. And I really would have liked it. Really would have liked it. Really would have helped because, mm-hmm. like, Matt Damon is a good actor generally. I mean, in other things, he's good. Um, Interstellar, he's good in that. You know, uh, The Martian, he's good in that. Like, he's a good actor. You kind of need to give him, like, he needs to be a little bit comedic. He needs to be kind of, like, affable and personable. Yeah. You know, and I think Driver is... does a reasonable job at this cold kind of, like, sex pest and all of the other yeah. things things he's doing in this movie. But I really would have liked a scene of, like, almost anyone in this movie, apart from fucking Goldmember over there, fucking Goldmember <laughs> Fleck, um, and his sex palace. Like, I really would have liked a scene of anyone but him what is he? He's the only. He like, is off I, script, I, and it will we'll circle to, back. We'll I circle have to back. say is like I imagine like in a boardroom of like producers and stuff, and they're like, okay, so you know what comes to mind when you think French orgies? That's right. <laughs> like so, this guy, he's going to be all about the orgies, right? <laughs> With be, onions oh, hanging around his neck. <laughs> A beret, berets didn't exist back then. Stop stifling my creativity. See the only right. So uh, yes, I'm not. Just let me finish. Let me finish. Yep. Yep. I would have liked. I would have liked some scenes where these characters are enjoying each other's company. Like I know Matt Damon saves Adam Driver's life, and that's why they're allegedly friends. Can I not have a scene of them having a beer and talking about how wars are shit or what they're gonna do? Like in twenty seconds, or a scene between Matt Damon and Jodie Comer where like. They're just getting along and being nice to each other, and he's not lying up with next to her. Did you achieve um, orgasm, my dear, I my s- dearest I wife? Say, I say, darling. How was your the little <laughs> death? What he says is, "How was your little death, my wife? Did you did you have a little death? Was this it productive?" He says, "Was it productive?" <laughs> like like it's a <laughs> oh, it's a meeting. <laughs> um, remind me of you know you know. Like, and it's like, um... but but none of that is like an intimate moment, and and by stripping all of the intimate moments out of this movie. I don't give a shit about any of these characters because no, they're all inhuman, mon- inhuman robots. Yeah. But, 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 like, I think Jodie Comer's character, I think the performance is about the own, is, is a thing that carries this movie. Well, she's the only one that's acceptable, that's for damn sure. She carries, yeah, she carries this, she's good at accents though, isn't she, from, uh, from Killing yeah. Eve. She's mm. good at accents. Uh, no, it's not what I was going to say. She's really good in this movie. Is what <laughs> Sam Jodie Comer, she can do it. <laughs> That's the only thing I thought when I was watching. Said with film. such a surge. No, she's really good in this film. I think. I think without her, without this 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 presence and this performance, and and again that those subtle changes to her to her demeanor as 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 we go through the different takes, I think we'd be looking at a film of just like what are we doing? What, there is a there is no relatable emotionally like uh, uh, available characters for us to latch onto to be like. Problem is, problem is, they just punt that until the fucking end of the film. So we're left we're left with 
just these these yeah, you pull the best bit of a movie right at the end and you don't right at the end so we're left with these hulks of meat from, from adam driver Matt damon is a hunk of meat in this movie isn't he and like a disgusting hairy being dropped on the floor scar in house guy, yeah. meat. basically all just being men and just dick waving for the entire time and and you know the, the the concept of honor and all that stuff is is all about their honor and what they want to achieve and 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 like do we understand what um what Jodie Comer's character wants what does she want because does she want to marry this guy no not really a dad makes her do it does she want to have a baby kind of but she's also like Eventually, Matt Damon yeah. wants her to do it does she want to? Does she want to collect rent from people? And oh yes, a little bit. I don't know, but this movie spends a lot of time on that. No, but but, but she's making decisions. Yeah, she yeah. says no, use the horses because we're not going to have any. She counteracts her husband, and and says actually, yeah, these I'm going to do things my way. Well, or overwhelmingly, by the end of this movie, At she wants to live film. is the is the only thing that like because she realizes, and this is the. And again, like this is based on a real historical event, and I fucking hate that about movies. Like, fucking write a movie, write a movie anyway. Uh, get Sam's bot to write a movie. Uh, <laughs> Chat GPT, it'll do it. It'll do it. It'll do it. But like, her thing is like at the end of this movie, they're gonna fight this duel to the death, and she's like, "Oh, well, that seems extreme. I mean, yeah, I want this guy to be punished because he did this horrible thing to me." But like, and then someone's like, "Oh yeah, and of course, uh, if your husband loses, we'll uh, we'll burn you at the stake." Of course, and she's like, "I'm I'm sorry, what? I didn't read the Apple fine print in the user agreement. Um, <laughs> I what? <don't> the iTunes <laughs> agreement. iTunes fucking user agreement. I'm sorry. Yep, yep. And if your husband loses the duel to the death, he'll be dead, of course. Uh, and then we'll have to kill you, of course, because because you'll have been proven wrong. Oh, um, and by the way, Matt Damon knew about this the entire time and didn't say it. Yeah. Yeah, he's a con. We know he's a con. Everyone in this movie is a con, right? Right, right. So that's fine, right? That's fine. We can make and we can make a story. We can we can we can invent a construct that gives us a chance to explore the injustices that this woman and all women had to suffer during. And and it is it is based on a real thing. It is based on like the reality of if she stood up and said, "This guy." did something awful to me. He raped me and I need justice. She would, in the 14th century, take serious slack. Like, she, you know, she's not going mm. to be, she, she's going to be disgraced just by doing that, just because we see it in the response of them, of them, you know, of uh, Matt Damon's mom saying, oh yeah, that happens all the time. We just moved on because it, and again. If you tell people then you are, the, that this is historically true, you are, you are the damaged goods. Yeah, like they talk about it in the movie yep. all the time, and it's like... true now as well. That's the problem. Perception remains, and again, it's great. Let's exp- exploring how basically we have not moved on. There are still people who say that you know still parallels, yeah, uh, c- cannot happen in 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 that circumstance. There's still people, you know, yeah. and 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 it's well, and, movie, and I d- I don't think the movie does a good enough job at maybe like hammering that nail in. No. With the whole, like, what do you mean I'll be killed? Well, like, I agree with you, Sam. If that was something that she went into and that was made clear of, like, if he loses this, they'll burn you at the stake. And if that was her resolute saying, you and know, she knew that. Um, I've got to stand up for myself, then it's suddenly that's so much more powerful rather than this woman 
and I know it's the 14th century, and no, but they didn't know no agency. But it, there was the movie, nothing written about her. So, but the movie moves to rob this woman of any like um, agency at the end of this film because basically, once again, her husband has a husband and men have put her in this horrible situation, and she really doesn't have a say. Yeah, when when she even says, "Now I have my son. I wish I never said anything." Mm. Now, it, interesting, and again, again, an interesting like um uh exploration or at least a thought you know at least the, the, there's a thought there of of the toll that it would take for anyone even you know even now to 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 stand up and say well actually this has happened to me and I want something done like it's not an easy thing and 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 so you yeah. you I imagine again we have to we just have to imagine that there would be points where you regret that where you think ah oh, fucking hell I wish I just shut up and just and not because of the trauma that society would place upon you. Yeah. I mean, to, to quote like a completely different movie, but like it sums it up brilliantly. It's not what you know, it's what you can prove. And that burden of proof is on you. And so like, yeah, you can, and you might be able to make a compelling case, but in this case, if it ain't compelling enough, you are literal toast. Yeah. And oh, by the way, yeah. your proof is uh, your husband kills the guy. And that means it's the will of God. God, well, which this is, is the not... interesting thing about this movie, and I think the reason this movie was made was Game of Thrones. Now, so this is a real thing, obviously, like a duel to the the Game of Thrones. Like I demand trial by combat. It was yes. kind of a real thing for a little while, um, and this was this was the last time that the King of France basically said, "Okay, we're going to have this thing," and then they went, "Well, actually, no, that's a bit silly because we've got legal courts and things. Why would we need to have?" Two people fight to the death. I mean, it's very entertaining, etc. Anyway, like so, that's interesting in itself as a cultural thing from our time, harkening mm -hmm. back to there because of the popularity of Game of Thrones and people saying, "Oh, trial by combat." Doesn't that sound a great idea? And well, not really. I mean, <laughs> um, I mean, they stopped doing so it in the 14th cool century. Point, so, hmm. like, <laughs> in the 14th century, because we decided it was not only was it barbaric. But it was stupid and it didn't, yeah, really, it didn't really resolve any of these it's crimes. It's silly, isn't it? It's a bit silly. This yeah. Year. We were hanging people fucking less than 100 years ago. So we're not, it's not the killing we're worried about. It's more the fact that this is not the correct legal process. You yeah. know? Because obviously there were duels um, after this, but this is like the last legal duel. Like or sanctioned to resolve the a case yeah. of yeah. innocence. Yeah. Or yeah. Um, and the idea being that God, you know, God will stand with it's a proper religious nonsense thing. Um, you know, God will stand with the person who is right. It's it's like the it's like the witches. You know, if we if we uh, if, if they float, if they drown. Then there isn't. Then, then exactly, yeah, because they've been yeah, exactly. It's the same medieval logic. Now, again, again, well, it's the same, same logic of men oppressing women. Absolutely, Sam. Yeah, I'm not opposed. I am not opposed to, to diving into this as a subject. Mate. It's if you want to have a movie about dueling, cool. Okay. Awesome. I'm interested. Now we do start well. I do like the uh, beginning of this film where we get the they're all, you know, watching the the peasants and it's the 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 siege of whatever the 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 city was. Interesting, fine, hundreds years war, blah 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 blah, it's all fun. I mean, the violence is it's very violent. Uh, to be honest, I was a bit like, okay, I just I, um, I don't I... want to I kind of like. Wasn't it. bothered? I, I, yeah, I just it's just it's just a personal thing for me. I'm just a yeah. little bit as I'm getting older. I'm just like I don't want to see someone crazy about it. Yeah, eye getting popped. You know, like I'm I mean, just... I do, I do. If I know it's you do, about, 
Yeah. No, no. I, I, what I mean is that that I agree that sometimes it feels a bit. I'm not going to sit. I'm not going to sit and watch a saw movie, you know, with someone with a bunch of needles in their face, because yeah. that's a bit. It's just too much. But this is kind of like a more realistic, and we have the technology and the the stunts and the the CG and stuff to make it look really good. I think a lot of the fight scenes, especially the duel at the end, I think that visually they're quite impressive. Um, we don't get a lot of battle scenes in this. I would maybe like one or two more this is actual fights. And this is but... my point. It's called a duel. It's called the last duel. And what do we get? <laughs> I know. We get, we get what? It's called the last walk down a hallway. It, we get three scenes. We get three scenes of like warfare, which I, I actually we haven't had like a good. We haven't had like a good um, historic War movie. warfare movie like yeah. that. Gladiator. How Gladiator. Game of Thrones probably covers some of it, but you know they cheaped out a little bit. Let's. Oh, oh, look. Uh, what's his face? Lannister has has fallen asleep. Excellent. We don't have to film it. So, like, that's fine. But as you say, Dave, this this film is mostly is mostly just fucking walking around cold Irish castles, and like which which is fine. It's not fine. If, if the if the, no, shit. it would be fine, Sam. If the dialogue is engaging, if they had spun. And it's kind of the thing that annoys me about this movie because we talked about how, like, the actual the way that it's built and the sort of the way they've done the three little acts and the interwinding from different perspectives and it's obviously different shots of people acting slightly differently. I think that's, that's really the cool. Fun though, like find uh, like finding what I'm saying, Ross, is that it it lacks. Like for me, there's no there's no mystery in this movie. I really would have liked like a bit not ambiguity about what was going on, but maybe like a. Because Jodie Comer's thing is last, and that could maybe settle all the arguments about what's going on. But maybe have me wonder actually, who is the art soul between um, you know Matt Damon and Adam Driver? Like maybe have because I've seen both of their points of view, and maybe from then I could be thinking, well, actually, I don't know which of them is the bad guy. And like, obviously, the rape complicates things, but like, there's no thread of mystery here. Really, it seems like the movie's just sort of trudging through the material to get to the ending. To be like, well, we've there, we've done the film, and it's just yeah. there's not enough nuance in the performances for me to be like, well, I wonder why he said that, I wonder why they've done that. Mm-hmm. There's, there's not quite enough of that to engage me, which is why I was so hellishly bored. It becomes yeah. a soap opera, doesn't it? I mean, that's really what it was. It was a very <clears throat> soap expensive... opera. soap operas are a little bit more exciting than this. Yeah, I just so Ross, like when you're going through this and you're enjoying reading your you... book. Yeah, you <laughs> No, no, that's like I, I got maybe like you know, <laughs> ten minutes in. And I was like, I'm gonna have to put. Hey this guys, on. guys, great this movie. movie I, my I only read. I only read four chapters of my book while I watched this fantastic <laughs> movie. Two thumbs up from me. Multitasking. I, I give those two bookmarks up. Um, <laughs> I can't send two me- text messages during a workday because I can't multitask. I can sit and Sam. read a fucking novel while so, I'm watching the TV. Yeah. So Back to, to your question, Sam. Well, well, what you're watching, you're watching this, and I, and I really, I do get like the comparison between the different takes is interesting, but in between that, and in between like the 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 points where we do have the crossover, mm-hmm. I mean, what are what are you interested in? I, I'm genuinely asking because I'm just <laughs> I'm sitting there, I'm sitting there looking at this, looking at the screen and going, so. We've got Ben Affleck just being horrible and like, oh, just I don't want to look at him. First of all, let me let me go on back. So, but with Ben Affleck, like, like I said earlier, in his you know in his you know episode, I'll call it, he you know he isn't horrible. He's you know 
uh, a man with honor. He's an attentive husband. He cares about his Matt people. Damon. Huh? You mean Matt Damon? Did I? Didn't I say? Yeah, Matt you Damon? said Affleck's fine. Carry on, Damon. Yeah, go on. Oh shit! Sorry, whoops. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, but the same. I'm confused. Basically. I was like, he, he good can, husband who cares he, about his people. He he's having orgies the entire movie. And you know, and, and during his bit, you know, he's on about taxis. Like, oh, I don't have it. You know, the people have gone, workforce, etc. And it's like, can't do this. Now, what's really interesting is, uh, and, and I'm going to go a roundabout way in that later during Marguerite's episode, you know, like you guys mentioned before that episode where she's taking the taxes. Now. They don't the hit you over the head like with this. In yeah, yeah, but, there's the, but they don't hit you over the head with it. But one of the peasants who says, oh, this is Blast Month as well. And so, you know, Matt Damon didn't collect it. So it supports the point again that he isn't doing what he was supposed to. Like he, Matt Damon's character is saying that the whole world's against him, but he's not doing what he should be fucking doing. And if he was, it supports more that Matt Damon, again, has his flaws. But like, so then going to sort of Adam Driver's bit, Apart from the crossover, like you referenced, Sam, you know, you, you come to see how Adam Driver's uh, character um, sort of managed to elevate himself. And it wasn't through, you know, uh, nefarious deeds or, you know, conniving or secrecy or something well, like that. Matt he was, he was... he's a brown noser, doesn't he? Basically. Y yeah, exactly. And, and that he's pouring poison in his ear, you know, like bad mouthing him. And he's not, like, and it's the opposite. He, he actually talks good about him. He's actually. Up until you know the, the the rape scene, he's actually a brilliant friend, you know, and he supports him and he, he stands by him. Um, but you don't see that, and all you see is like Matt Damon saying he's a, he's an absolute cunt. But you come to see how actually this guy, Matt, uh, sort of uh, Adam Driver's character is actually he's pretty wronged, and only f and when it comes to the rape, then yeah, he's an absolute colossal prick. Um, but so it's it helps. It's not just the discrepancies, but it also it's. It's really satisfying to see how the characters can have a perception of one another. Um, and there was one thing you mentioned as well, Sam, that sort of that I remembered when you said that Eve, uh, for the rape scene, Adam Driver's and um, Marguerite's uh, sort of perception of the scene isn't all that different. And, and you're right. But he, there's a scene later, and I, and I don't want to sort of misstep in how I describe this. Um, but there's a he scene. Said, no, no, genuinely, I'm not. I'm not joking about with this. But there's a scene no, later. No, no, where no. He's... I remember the line. That's all. Okay, go ahead. Well, he's talking to the count, and he says, and he yeah. says, "What did? Is it? Is it true?" And he says, "Well, we had sex, but like." Yeah, they yeah, yeah. Well, well, you know, well. well, yeah, she yeah, she she said no as much as she had to. She's a lady. And I'm like, there it is. There it is. Yeah. And so in his mind, that's why he's like, No, I didn't rape her. How how, how could I, a handsome I did, devil as I, rape yeah. a woman? I did notice in um his his perception of the rape scene, we should talk about the rape scene next, that there were like just just the tiniest little suggestion giggles of giggles. Yeah. And moans. Yep. 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 Yeah. And she was she was very clearly saying no. I mean, no, no, yeah, no, yeah. no, 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 no. But it, but in his thing, yeah, there yeah. were there were those little dashes of of again. I when we have again, when we this, have things. Sorry, Sam, to interrupt on, you. I'll, I'll on, let you get to your point in a second. But again, this is striking. You know, you, you and Dave both mentioned how it draws parallels with like current day, where basically people like if you come forward, you're fucked. And even like you know people you know like Adam's car Adam Driver's character, like, well, no, it wasn't rape. Yeah, she said no, but you know, no means yes, and all that. There's shit, you know what I mean? Yeah, 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 exactly. It's misogyny, pure and simple, isn't it? hundred percent. Sorry, Sam, go ahead. Well, this scene then, this scenes, the two scenes, 
Mm-hmm. I got to say again, uh, fast forward them. I'm just yeah, like I agree with you there. I, I'm just I'm, like I'm not, no. I don't. I you know what? They're really I, well, no, the first one, the first one I did, the first one I, I was because I was just what I thought. Fine. The second one I was like, no, nah, I'm done. Nope. It's really the, uncomfortable, but do you things, think do that things, obviously it's meant to be. Uh, yeah, but just, you know what? We don't need to see this. And it's the same mm. principle that good horror movies, um, uh, the, the lion is that the suggestion is much scarier, much more impactful, and and focusing on the impact on um, Jodie Comer's character mm. would be more... Uh, would would give us such a better understanding of what happened to her. Like if we just we we have the scene where he closes the door and then the, it's the more you know it's, the, it's it's afterwards and she's lying on the bed and we see her her shocked expression and all this stuff. Like I just think very. I just think it's. I think it's so. Um, I, I, it's not even insensitive, I, which it maybe is, but it's more about like it, it's so it's so lacking in art, artistry. I think. To be to be, well, just to be graphically shown as that. Just provide a counterpoint to that, Sam, because I don't I don't disagree at all. I think this is quite an uncomfortable, hard to watch scene that you certainly didn't want to watch twice. Um, but I think that, and this movie I don't think is good enough to justify it. But I think that in a more competent movie, I think it's important to have this scene for exactly the reason that you're saying, because you kind of like you need to yeah. force the viewer to come to terms with actually, and the fact that it's the same scene. Actually, this is what happens, and it's wrong, and like, and it is mundane, and it is like, you know, it's not some like nefarious vampire dragging someone into the darkness. It's normal people doing normal things, you know, in a senseless way. And I know, and I get that it's uncomfortable to watch, and maybe in this movie, like you said, because the rest of it's such a wet blanket, a wet fart of a movie. But I do think that sometimes in a movie that's trying to say something about rape or something like this. You kind of maybe do need to shine a light on it and force the viewer to like confront it in a way, yeah. I, yeah. in a, more of a way. And again, it's uncomfortable, and I wouldn't want to watch it at all. But like, I think if it was trying to say something more concrete, you kind of do want to have it on screen. I think that's a very important point, and I think I think you've yeah you've you've clarified it in my mind actually because it's not well, necessarily you're not wrong. You aren't wrong at all. No, so no, it's fine. No, I'm just, I'm no, no. I, I think I'm completely. I think what I think the problem I have with it is is yeah, you're right. Sometimes we need, and we need to understand the impact this has, and we need to understand mm-hmm. how horrible and you know, like especially as men, especially as men. Um, yeah, here we go, three white, three white guys talking about fucking Jesus. No, what the fuck? It's okay, know? women. We've got this. We've got. No, but what I'm saying no, is, we what, don't. We absolutely don't. But we I'm are. Saying, we're aware. That's we don't. The joke. But yeah, as as three men, it's important that we are every now and again reminded of the impact of this. Like it's horrible shit. It's horrible shit, and it happens every day. And we need to guard against it. We need to be the ones who stand up and say, "Yeah, well, number one, I'm and not going to do that. Number two, I'm going to make sure that my friends aren't going to fucking do that because I'm going to peer pressure. We should them. confront the uncomfortable yeah. truths in society and the uncomfortable things but, that happen. Not in every film, but not back, in everything that yeah, we watch. But, your point but like sometimes we should be forced to confront that and yeah. realize it. Back to your point is that you're right. You're absolutely right. And the reason that I didn't want to do it in this is because this movie does not earn it. It does not yeah. earn and does not like it. Does not. It doesn't um, give us. I don't think it has the right almost to be doing this twice. Twice yeah. to, to be to be 
front loading it with loads of fucking man problems and then you know saying oh yeah we're just gonna have a, a couple of rape scenes in there as well and, good luck. and then have and then to have the female lead be the afterthought of the movie as well Completely. it kind of feels like having that taken feels it wrong in yeah. a lot of ways a good like, insight, have shocking scene where critics are going to talk good about point. our movie as like addressing this hot button issue and like bringing it to the forefront and making it a conversation that we are still having because it's important to continue to talk about you know sexual assault is a thing that happens all the time and we shouldn't ever forget that you know um because then you have it being something like in 14th century france where you can't fucking talk about it or you get burnt at the stake you know like and if like you said this movie just doesn't give two shits this movie hates women i i, I said that when i was watching oh it. I was you, like, yeah you did you did this movie this movie does not like this this is it could i think it could it's, be i, I think made it's by too, a load of fucking white men i think it's two men i think it's two men and then they brought in a woman to do the 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 you know the the, the, the woman's which i think the woman's is why part. we like the jodie coma stuff better as yeah. well as her being probably a better dramatic actor because it has authenticity Damon. and it's like actually you know what guys be be an executive producer on this movie, and use your power in Hollywood to back it. Because Ben Affleck said he thinks this is a feminist movie, and I think, well, you know, there's maybe a there's maybe a thought it could be. I think it was an edit in a different. Movie, be a but because movie. you wrote it, because you wrote it, and you've got really, and and again, there's nothing wrong. There's you know, there's, we're not attacking all men here. As 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 is what seems to happen whenever you fucking make a point like this, is that actually just fucking get out of the way and let. The people with the experience write this, and then that way, yeah. you know, we 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 can watch it and feel like actually we've gained an insight, and it isn't just like two guys' attempt at trying to write, um, uh, uh, you know, in, into this subject matter, and yeah. and I think yeah. Anyway, <sighs> it's fucking. Fun. I think we covered that reasonably well. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't think we. Yeah, it, it went a lot better than I thought I was should... gonna. I don't think I think I generally think we're fairly like know that we're idiots, basically. I think is the overwhelming takeaway from anything we talk about. Because we have more, more self charming idiots. We we have more self awareness exactly. than Matt Damon and Ben Affleck today. I knew you were gonna say self awareness, <laughs> that's why I put charming in first. Charming self awareness. Exactly. But but I do wanna talk about um I do wanna talk about the orgy king of Normandy. Um because I feel like we haven't talked enough about does, the hair in this does, movie. French does, fleck. Does uh, French fleck. Avec Noir Fleck? Avec... Uh, God. Avec Fleck? Stop. Neck Fleck. Does, um, does Ben Affleck think this is a... Did he did he write this and go, oh, this is going to be a great Monty Python remake. This is going to be... Brilliant. You know what I think, Sam? He's like, he's like guys, the guys, fuck is he what, doing if in this movie? what if my character had discovered peroxide in the 14th century? <laughs> do you think... He's got, do you think he's Affleck got this, like, bleach blonde on... hair for reasons... And this goatee and this, like, he looks like Goldmember from Austin Powers. I he couldn't does. get away from it. He's got a lair where he just has orgies. He's got an orgy lair. And he does, where's nothing and maybe, right? in the entire of this movie. Do, maybe do this think... is this is real. Maybe this is based on... Uh, oh, I absolutely know, believe Nobleman act like this. But is it not so at odds with every other character? Even Adam Driver, who is, like, an active participant in his orgies. Mm. Like... Mm-hmm. Like he, Adam Driver comes in, oh, crack, crack him, we're having sex with women, and he just takes his pants off. Like, but it's at odds with everything else that Adam Driver's doing in the movie. It's yeah, at odds with French. Matt Damon, but at least Matt Damon is, is he's this proper, uh, like, 
very self-interested, like, I'm a knight, I'm an honourable, and we have the whole scene where he shouts at everyone to shut up when he's getting knighted, and then he's really upset when no one gives a shit. No one cheers, uh, yeah. Yeah, but, like, at least that... But the Adam Driver thing is it's, he's quite stoic, um, he's quite sensible, he's quite methodical in everything he does, and then he's like, oh, shit, Orgy, fantastic, and it's just like, who wrote this as a thing? Again, it doesn't connect well with the rest of the movie. Yeah, it's so wasted. And we well, keep isn't going it? back to it. We keep going back to it because Driver's a good actor. I think. I think he's one of actually one of the one of the best uh, young or youngish anyway uh, male talents out there. Do you know like... why? Do you know why? Because he's interesting <clears throat> to look at. I don't mean that he's good looking. Because no, he's no, but he, he, he's yeah. to look at in a way he's that you can nose, confuse with being good looking. He's obviously the Star Wars, but as he's, he's he's in Girls as well, which a TV series, a Lena Dunham TV, TV series, which is very good, and I think. Like I get so many pieces here where you go, wow, really? If you just, you know, maybe thought about this a little bit further, we might actually be at a point where we could just stop do you think thinking maybe about the movie and just get on with movie. Or do you think it was a bit overbaked as a movie? I think it's overbaked. I think it's too much money put into it. And I think when you when you bring a, when you bring on board, you know, when you've got. Uh, Damon and Affleck and Ridley Scott and blah 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 blah. You're gonna you're gonna get to a point where it is gonna get a lot more. Whereas if we just reduce the concept of this movie down to, you know, yeah, you have you have um, because it's fucking cynical marketing. You have uh, Affleck and Damon prominent in 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 the posters and all that stuff. But really, it's a story about Jodie Comer and about the impact of what happened here. And her, yeah. more scenes of her fucking collecting rent or whatever, it's fine. Like just make her <laughs> the centre of the movie. Do we want to, before we wrap up, do we want to talk about the metaphor scene, Sam? Oh, this is the worst scene in the movie. This is the worst scene. I know you had to take a moment it, earlier in uh, earlier in the podcast. We had to go. I really, honestly, I really nearly gouged my eyes out with a pen when when this. Even I, who, I put the pen on no, in my hand, uh, pointing. I'll go so far as to say that I am not as uh, sophisticated as you two fine gents. Even I was like, this, that kind of hit me over the head with this. <laughs> so the scene on the metaphor. Let me, let me let me set it out. The scene is they're in they're in the stables and there's a white. It's a white horse, which is like a fucking great you know, mare. She's gonna, she's she's got fantastic. She's got a great lineage, blah blah blah. And then in comes this fucking black stallion who mounts Looks like Adam Driver. Almost has Adam Driver written on the side of it. Don't spoil mm. it, Dave. And then, and then he, Matt Damon. Matt Damon is then hitting the black horse, saying, "No, the shit's up with a belt or she, something." She's not for you. She she's not for you because I want to. I want to. Mater with a belt, and I'm just like, Fuck <laughs> me. Have actually, I challenge you to think of a more egregious and <laughs> and heavy-handed metaphor that you could possibly put into this film. Another example uh, of this movie no. just stopping dead though to like fucking <laughs> say river point. What are we doing? <laughs> Fuck, are we doing? And I just think, no. I think to me that sums up that sums up a lot of this movie. You know, I feel we're getting to the end. I, uh, it sums up so much of this movie in that you're like, you you're 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 left to pick up the pieces of of what's um of of, of what's presented to you. You're given all of this shit. Fucking Adam Driver, Matt, catch it, catch it. Here's Jodie Comer coming. Oh, but you, it's fine. We won't see her very much. 
there's all of this all of these like themes and ideas and stuff all just thrown at you um not once but three times and you and you have to just basically catch it all and like re and assemble it in your head and that's yeah. the point where i just think you need to simplify your concept for this film get rid of the the, the three takes and just give us a strong story give us a strong story i can care about yeah, fuck me. Or just like yeah. adapt it better. I really, it really annoys me, and it's annoyed me lately, especially with uh, John Carter. Even that we did last time, like an adaptation should be an adaptation. It shouldn't just be like a beat for beat remake of the thing you're basing it on. Like, there's a reason they call it an adaptation is because you take a book, which is a very distinct like form of media based on a fucking six hundred year old event. But like, <laughs> you take a book, and then. You adapt it because a book isn't necessarily like written to be a film. There are different treatments. There are things that you can do in a book that you can't do in a film. You can, you know, you yes. can expect the reader to fill in a lot of the gaps. When in a movie, you really have to do a lot of that work yourself. We discussed and... this in the Da Vinci Code episode. Exactly, because yeah. it feels like every time we've done an adaptation lately, it just kind of like falls flat <clears throat> because they haven't done the work to adapt it. Um, so we have uh, two things I want to mention about the rest of this movie. One was like the king. Um, Go they're on, going Charles. for a real Joffrey vibe. In this yeah, king. was it Charles the Fourth or something? Is it uh, something like that? And he was sort of about thirty when the events of this film happened and stuff. But he's giggling. He's playing it like he's about twelve, and it's a real like, Charles hey guys, sixth. nudge nudge. Do you remember Game of Thrones? Yeah? yeah. Do you? Do you? Very cynical, isn't it? Yeah. Um, which was a bit much. Like he's giggling at the duel at the end. Um, Charles also... VI, named, nicknamed the Beloved, uh, known for his mental illness and psychotic episodes that plagued him throughout his life. Well, I'm going to save this Wikipedia oh, just... article for later. This is that's fun. <laughs> psychotic episodes by the French King. Fantastic. Is that Sam Bingo? So rare. Um, the duel at the end is so laden with like the finish him trope where mm. both of these guys have an opportunity oh. to kill the other one like 18 or 19 times each. And it's like, why why haven't you killed him? You know that there's no amnesty. One of you is fucking dying in this pit. I why does it have to be you? I skipped I skipped ahead. I completely right. didn't so, watch any of this. I just this, you like this, this, this is where I, yeah. Well, this is what I'm going to say. This is where we're going to have to like sort of uh, argue a point with the, with you two lads on this because I actually thought the 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 duel itself was brilliant to watch. Don't like, get me wrong, I, I myself... really like the duel, Ross. Yeah. The, oh, good. Okay, fair enough. Then Sam just needs to like. No. You know, like... Oh, I'll just I'll just say one thing. I like. I'm not averse to duels. You know, violence I, fine. I like a two as violence as much as the next guy. <laughs> I'm more interested when I give a shit. Except he doesn't. Mm. I'm more interested when I give a shit. Like, but see, this is the thing, though. But yeah, yeah it's fair. But because both of them are cons, I'm kind of like, you know, I want them both to die. But I was also thinking, if they cheapen this by like, because at one point Matt Damon gets like stabbed in the leg, and you hear Affleck's character say, "Oh, he might bleed out yet." I'm like, if he kills Adam Driver and then he like drops dead after the fight, and they're both dead, I'll be pissed off. You know what I mean? Don't put this in like a pretty little box for me. Except I Googled, Googled the fucking real life events and was like, oh, right, I see. So <laughs> Matt Damon wins. Great. Um, but, 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 and fair enough, Sam, if you don't care, but I found this a really uh, enjoyable scene. Like, I even found myself like, I was sort of like tensing, tensing up because I thought, 
some of the blows would be like the final blow. So, yeah, I mean, it didn't save the movie, but absolutely, it was it was it was a wonderful thing to watch. Fair yeah, enough. I like, I like the I horse and head was, was well good. paced. What I'm saying mm. is that even though I think the action was well paced and it was fun and it was good to watch, and I like like the little yeah. touches, like the half helmets, which obviously don't exist in in the real world because that's where you'd be hit. But like, so that you can see the faces, so we can actually have some. Do you know what I mean? So we can actually have some acting in this scene as well. Yeah. I think it's a fantastic choice. Uh, I love how they are battering the shit out of each other, but it's plate armor again, so like makes sense. Yeah, uh, it's just occasionally it's like f- finish him, <laughs> finish him. <laughs> you know, like yeah. I, I'd be really motivated to kill this fucking guy. He's ready in ten minutes. It's turkey drummers. Come on, guys, wrap it <laughs> <Yeah>. up. Um, <laughs> So, does anyone have anything else? Because I have a, I have a quote from, um, I have a quote from Ridley Scott uh, about the movie. Because uh, fucking auteur directors and they're oh, good lord, holy like. That's um, when, what, um... So first of all, I'm. I feel like I've like channeled my inner Dave now. I've hit the microphone about five times and I've hit my laptop um, about three um, times. It's more difficult I've... with the with the with the screen. Enjoy that, listener. He catch it really easily. <laughs> I'm talking with I... my hands. I'm like, no, you shut up, Dave. Pointing at the screen. <laughs> Um, what does what does auteur mean? Uh, it's just like um, like an influential director, I suppose. You maybe direct more like oh, okay. um, intellectual movies. So you like it's Scorsese, Ridley Scott. Uh, All right, fair. Yeah, know. go ahead. It's, give us the give us the quote. It's someone Sam might who, have an actual definition. Well, it's 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 about having control, isn't it? It's like they have yeah. they have control. They have it's their vision. It's their singular Stanley vision. Kubrick. Stanley Kubrick is the or Hitchcock the yeah. or as opposed to as opposed gotcha. to a collaborative director who brings in other ideas and oh, let's see what the director of photography or thinks, a shit blah, director blah, blah. like Michael Bay. Yeah, so they He's they not are the an ones. Director. <laughs> Ridley Scott is one. Um, uh, the guy did The Shining. Is Michael. Scorsese, Kubrick, yeah, Hitchcock yeah. to an extent. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. Go ahead. White guys. Uh, sorry, I, I throw the term around because it's become like a popular term, uh, which I think gives a lot of these directors like a lot of props they maybe don't fucking deserve. Uh, tell us, tell us his quote then. So basically, um, Ridley Scott, Sir Ridley Scott, to be fucking clear, fuck you, fuck you, Sir Ridley Scott. Keep focused, Dave. Uh, keep going. Keep sorry. going. So angry, old fucking Focus, old yeah. boomers still trying to like I, fucking I, rule the world. I'd, I'd expect me to get a that. Sir, he's not my sir, but really, okay, Scott's well. gonna be dead by the time you get to this. I could get on point. a whole republicanism thing right here, but no, I won't just say the quote. It's not that podcast. I want to go to so on why this movie had failed. He said, um, basically, he said that it was all to do with millennials, uh, letting the film flop because they didn't want to go and see it. Which, again, I feel fucking personally attacked. See, Ridley oh Scott, you fucking boomer piece of shit. See, the the thing, is, the thing, the, hang on, hang on, Sam. Like, the thing is, though, that is such a fucking, like, it's, it's, it's an excuse anyway, but it's such a fucking, like, tired excuse that millennials well, the are quote, ruining quote. the diamond industry millennials are ruining fucking avocado toast the millennials are, like like i we, think i think we can ruin the diamond industry i think it's fine let's just cancel the diamond industry See, <laughs> oh no anyway well, well, let me read the quote. Diamond me no, 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 no. you're not reading the quote yet. Plays directly into what you're gonna say right he said what we've got today are the audiences who were brought up using these uh fucking cell phones um the millennial uh, who do not ever want to be taught anything unless you're told it on a cell phone. And it's like, fuck you. This is not an informational year 10 fucking film teaching me about medieval France. Right. So the problem is, is that millennials, 
Um, I think they need to update their terms because millennials, we're, we're in our thirties and forties now, guys. We haven't got any money. This is the problem. We're, we're not going to see fucking movies because number one, you want me to you want me to go to a different building to watch a film? Is do you have any idea how unbelievably inefficient that is? Moving on. Number two, we don't have any money. We're not fucking. We haven't. <laughs> what, because they've got all the money. Yeah, it's because of rich old fucks like you that we do not have the the finances to be going and doing. That's also probably why, like, it's such a difficult industry to break into. Is because ourselves, like Ridley Scott, are in their mid eighties, are so out of touch that, like, they're making these movies and these statements, and that's just that. Well, that is taking the job away from somebody younger who is coming into the industry. Yeah, like, and it's the same with Damon. It's the same with Baffleck. And Scorsese had a big thing where he basically, um, when The Irishman came out, which is a terrible movie, which will <laughs> that's yeah. nearly four hours long, but like, again, like fucking go back to your nursing home, you old fuck. <laughs> um, a man whose films, like, of all the auteur directors, I think, are defining um, Goodfellas and, and Casino and The Departed. That's some of my favorite movies. As a director, who I love but sit the fuck down and he attacked Marvel movies as like, which is fair again, but like he attacked Marvel movies and things and basically saying that like it's ruined cinema and it's blah, blah, blah. And it's done all this and done all that. And I'm like, obviously you're so like distance from you grew up, you were making movies in the seventies, like, which is not that far removed from like everyone's going out to see the new Elvis Presley movie. Are you really telling me mm. that that series of movies is, is better than the Marvel movies that we're now watching like and it's yeah. somehow that's no, just Dave. how cinema works but no, it's Dave. this entitlement that you can get on your little soapbox because you've got all the money in the world and you're a respected director a respected white man um and you can just fucking tell people that let me wrong. tell you like, let me tell you no dave it's the children who are wrong and that's that's the, <laughs> that's how it goes thank you simpson principal for... skinner you've done it again you basically yeah skinner like, Sorry, I, sure, I didn't yeah. expect to get so hot on that. You're completely right. You're completely right. And this is the problem with this is the problem with like these these movies that insist upon themselves, Lois. It insists upon itself. And <laughs> what we're left with is we're left with fucking you bet you need to work for this. You need to work for this movie. And if you don't get it, it's because you haven't worked hard enough. And it's exactly. like, no, no. Who's gonna go see this film? For fucking fun, for entertainment, on a Saturday night, like no one's gonna do that. And that's why it failed. And, and yes, it's because with, of the pandemic, but also fuck you, really, Scott. It's also it's the same with all these like um, influential directors. There's a podcast called um, Blank Check, which is named after the movie, which I think was our first episode. Yes, um, Blank Check. That's a lost episode, um, and it'll stay lost. Uh, <laughs> and that they what they do basically is they like they'll do. They'll do they'll do like Stanley Kubrick films and they'll sit and they'll watch over the course of six weeks, I'll watch six Stanley Kubrick movies and they'll talk about them in relation to and the idea is Lord. is that it's basically these directors who've had a big movie, Robert Zemeckis when he made Back to the Future, who've had a big enough movie that basically any studio will just basically essentially write them a blank check to do any movie because it's Ridley Scott, because it's James Cameron, because it's um, Martin Scorsese because it's Stanley Kubrick because it's Alfred Hitchcock yeah. like regardless of whether that movie would be good and quite frequently they're not and it's always interesting to know that basically like anytime one of these idiots makes a passion project it's usually pretty bad it's usually pretty indulgent and this movie is quite indulgent 
Um, and it's usually a bit disrespectful of the audience as well because it's more about what they're trying to shove down your throat as opposed to like what they think will be a marketable and good movie. Yeah. And I think that's so damaging to the film industry because it, do you know what it does? It fatigues me as a movie viewer. And like, I would go out to the cinema and watch things, but you know, I don't want to be just like, tell what it is. Sold to, the bill of rights conclude, every single time I go to the cinema. To conclude, the fucking these these millionaire capitalists are absolute. Oh well, the market says, the market says, the market says until the market says, "Fuck you, your film is shit." And then it's, oh, these millennials—they don't know what this is good for. <laughs> Suck a dick. This is what happens, and this is this is the fucking game. This is the game. Your movie's shit. Move on. There we go. Exactly. Exactly. What do we, um, Ross? Naive, naive, naive. Um, grasp the concept of what we're doing uh can we please for the love you of mean Christ, the podcast in general or you will just life can we please sure. i want i need i need a movie next week that it that that has a literal pie thrown in it <laughs> i need to have something lighter i can't i'll tell you what i i, I, I regret john carter you recommend a movie without researching it it has to be a box office bomb i, I i'm not, I'm not I asking should, i should no, no. <clears throat> go on son well, I'm not asking for suggestions right now. What well, I'm just, I'm just when you're going into your cave and coming out with where you live the, with your family, the next, yeah, <laughs> the fortress of swallowed. Please just make it. <laughs> I just can't. I just can't. I can't do any more movies like this. It's it's damaging my mental health. Please God, please. There's a lot of pressure. I feel like we've been like. Again, we're still doing the podcast. I think we've all been fairly on edge this week, probably for very different reasons. But like, it feels like everyone's been quite like, bit bit snippy. This was an being angry. Sam especially like both kind of like quite passive aggressive all week, and it's been like, oh. Uh, well, I think Sam's. You know when you know you're being quite... a cunt, but you also know the other guy's being a cunt. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I took it back. And you yes, know Sam's that they know that they're aggressive. being a cunt. You've been overtly aggressive. <laughs> <Yeah>. Aggressive. aggressive. <laughs> Awesome. <laughs> but that's so okay. Whole, Eat shit and die, Ross. Men's health, mental <laughs> health checking. Are we all okay? Yeah, you know we will be. Well, if I don't, if I, if I can watch a movie next week <laughs> that has a pie thrown in it, it's very simple. Someone throw a pie. <laughs> he says his eyes are fucking dark black. It's. I will accept someone being sprayed by a comedy water flower. Okay, that's all. I, I'll accept that as well. You want to be careful, Sam, because Ace Ventura is on Netflix. Oh shit! Run, run, no! Bomb. So we're safe. We're run. safe. We're safe. We're safe. There are worse things <laughs> than that Ace Ventura. Trust me. Oh god. <laughs> yeah, Ace Ventura too. <laughs> I'll, I'll, the ones I'll with all, one with all the transphobia. I'll say this that's right. Them, and the and rhino. Them. That's right. We'll wrap it up. I um I remember years ago, like Dave, you know, you know me. I'm I'm a, a wrestling fan, big fan of Stone Cold Steve Austin. Wrestling, <laughs> wrestling, and more it's big boss uh, Ross. <laughs> more relevant, The Rock. And there was a movie that was just coming out. It had just come on to uh you know DVDs, movies, blah blah streaming, and it was The Tooth Fairy. And I was like, <laughs> this is what we're watching. That was you're talking eight years ago. My wife has not let me forget. <laughs> Sam's googling it now. It's fucking man. Even me, who will watch literal fucking shit dry. This I could not. Do you know what, Ross? It's one of my favorite things about your wife is just that she holds you to account 
for the shit that you I don't like. Funny enough, I don't like that. Some, someone needs to. Somebody needs to be there and say, with a fucking list, and be like, Ross, this is too much. This is too much. No. I can't do this anymore. We're getting this a divorce. Is... If we, we hit 20 of these. That's it. Divorce time. I find I'm at my peak when I don't have consequences. <laughs> I think you need those boundaries, Ross. I yeah, think, that's a scary I, think place I, I think the world is a better place when you have that boundary. Yeah, and you unfortunately, know, unfortunately, two thousand uh, uh, the Tooth Fairy is not streaming. So damn it! Probably also go. made loads of money. Uh, if it ever does, we we should watch it just because of how awful it is. There's a scene that stands out, and I feel Ross, like it's I, been. Involved. I really think I really think I know how bad it is, just based on I remember seeing the artwork it, for it. Not the artwork. There's, but like there's the a scene between The Rock and Steve Merchant where they're trying to like oh, you know like the funny God, quips you'll see back and Steve forth Merchant. between say Will Ferrell and you know you know another co- comic actor, and you'll be like, oh, that's funny, you know, like um, um, fucking Steve Carell or whatever, you know, this quippy back and forth, you know, like oh, that's funny. It's them trying to do that, but neither of them are funny. <laughs> But it's, it's Stephen Merchant with all the charisma of a fucking carpet in a working men's club. And rock. <laughs> I don't mean to be rude to Stephen Merchant, but I think he's a very funny man. Reference, that is. He is not he is not a good actor. Like no. he is a Ricky Gervais level actor where, you know, he's really funny as a writer and actor. Uh, middle, middle, middle. Well, well anyway, you go and think about whatever crap movie we're watching next. Listen, are we having a quiz time or are we, are we no are I we can't be fucked I'm just I, I'm done I'm done with the 13th century I'm done with this movie get the fuck out of here and just someone throw a pie please god what a way to end it <laughs> <laughs> I'm done with the 13th century again again like we're built are we all dead. are we all are we all and by that I mean specifically Sam okay you don't look okay man you don't look okay <sighs> She's dying whore. I'm a dying whore. <laughs> Sam's a dying whore. Sam's a dirty dying bitch lying See in the corner. See you next week. <laughs> <laughs>